I'm expecting a pair, um, uh, a pair of ladders, but a ladder. <laughs> so they can't. <laughs> what so to, a, to arrive in the post today? <laughs> well, well, I think there's a couple of chats. It's going to be one of those ladder jokes, isn't it? You know, the old kind of ladder swing him round and hit him in the head. It's, it's going. <laughs> Honestly, I've got a ladder coming this morning. I ordered it before Christmas, so I've got a new ladders again. <laughs> So there's, there's two men coming with a ladder this morning. Okay. In my loft, but. <laughs> Welcome to the Business Networking Show, brought to you by your partnerships. Here is your host, Lee Randall Pybus. We're talking comedy today, and I'm laughing because we've been talking before I started recording, uh, but I've got Maggie with me today. Maggie, introduce yourself. I'm, I can't believe I'm laughing already. My face is going to be so sore by the end of this. Oh, oh yeah, hello. I'm, I'm, Maggie. I'm Maggie Irving. Be serious. I'm Maggie Irving. Um, I've lived down in Devon for nearly 40 years. Yeah, 40 years that long. Um, and I, I, at the moment, I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a lecturer trying to big up my status here. But I've also, I have a doctorate in, in clowning. Now, no, no, no. So let's just forget like a children's, I'm not a children's party entertainer, although I quite like children. And, um, and, and, I, and I don't work in a circus. I can, I work in the circus of life. And I, and, I, and I try to get people also bringing more humour into their life, putting, putting humour to work, whether that's in business, uh, in home, in, in bedroom, you know, let's not go there. Uh, <laughs> bad enough without people laughing, isn't it, really? Um, spoil the moment. So, uh, yeah, so I, 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 became, I became a comedian. I became a, a, a clown and I teach it and, um, and I encu- encourage other people to, to have a go at this, the art form of, creating comedy because it is a skill and actually it's a it's a skill in so much that um we know we can we can be funny with our friends can't we because they know us we've got that relationship we have a bit of banter and um but when it comes to standing up and doing it in front of the audience apparently apparently people would rather die (laughs) kill me now don't put me on the stage i'm gonna no 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 you're right stay alive please you're lovely don't go so yes it's that idea that um it's scary. Actually, it's one of the only art forms that it's public, isn't it? Mm. You know, you write it, you write it, you try, you might giggle to yourself, and, and then at some point you're going to do it in front of some other people. Um, but there's lots of rules about this, and you know, one of my one, one rule is it relevant and relatable. But I am, um, is it relevant and relatable to the people you're talking to? Because if it's not, they're just going to stare at you blankly and think oh, you're just not funny, are you? Try too hard. Um, but didn't set out to be get a doctorate in clowning. I, I set out to become a drama teacher. Okay. Um, and at the beginning of this century, remember that? 1999, boom, 2020. It, I, I, um, was, my, my, my children were just about to go to, my second child was just about to go to preschool. And I thought, what do I do now? And just by accident, there was a course. It was run by, um, I think it was run by East Devon District Council. It was called New Directions for Women. Mm-hmm. And it was um, a course run for women whose kids were just off to school and it was about helping them to re-educate or, or retrain. And I kind of got hauled into this uh, event by a friend. I said, oh, just, you know, what are you doing on a Thursday morning? Come to this. And I, and I went to this and this was the start of becoming a teacher and a clown. 
but I didn't know it then. Uh, because you had to kind of do that kind of research. What should I do? What should I do with my life now? And I wrote, and did all this, and I wrote down, I like making people laugh and I like teaching. And I just wrote that down. And then I thought, I'll become a drama teacher. So I, I didn't have a degree. I'd, I'd gone to uh, work at 16. I was one of those that, you know, dis disappointing. I didn't go and do the A-levels and go into university. I just, I went to work. <coughs> I, got, I got married quite young, but we kind of did in those days, 19 and, and got married. Um, so, uh, not everybody got waited till they were 19, some waited 18, and yeah, but, but but what I'm trying to say is that it, people got married a lot earlier. <clears throat> and uh, so I decided to go to university to, to do a theatre and performance degree in and then do a PGCE and in drama. And it coincided with me separating from my husband, 22 years of marriage by. Um, which was <laughs> 22 years of marriage, bye. <laughs> I think you service, yeah. Was, yeah. Um, but it was quite interesting, actually, Lee, because on, on the second module, this module of this course was clowning. And um, you, you, you had to kind of, one of the exercises, we had to bash our way into a room and make people laugh. And we, were, we, we could have a prop. So I had three of those hula hoops. Not the ones you eat. Yeah, no, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was yummy. Uh, but I put them around my waist and I kind of wang my way through these big double. I'm doing the actions, everybody. I wang my way yes, she is. Through, <laughs> through the um the doors, bashing the, these huge fire doors, and stood there panting and puffing, my hair all over the place, bright red face, <laughs> looking like I just made a huge look like I'd just gone up, you know, Everest. Here I am. And and I, I had to be there. And and everyone was <laughs> laughing. And I thought, this is fantastic. Wow. So uh that was my very, very first kind of introduction, I guess, to standing up and being ridiculous in front of an audience. And I loved it. And I think one of the things that it was coinciding with this separation, with this separation and going to university. And the universities are a playground sometimes for trying out new things you've never done before, asking questions, researching, yeah. finding yourself maybe a little bit. Um, and so that was the start of this journey into uh, female clowning or what it is to be a woman and a clown. Because by the third year, I thought, well, I wonder other women clown. And I couldn't really find anything written about women who were clowning. So I kind of did my dissertation and I based it on Victoria Wood, who does a lot of clowning. Mm. Joe Brand, who kind of, yeah, not so much, she does a little tiny bit. And I think the other one was Jenny Eclair, who's got kind a of grotesque, outrageous clowning in those days, not so much uh, these days. Because she's on the telly. If you're on the telly, you got to be like, mm, yeah. <laughs> before nine, respectable, you know, hairs. Um, so then, so I thought, uh, I'm going to research this and I got funding. I, I did the PGCE after the course and then I got funding to do an MA in uh, a, a performance practice looking at or clowning. And I came across this fantastic woman. Now she worked with the artists Marcel Duchamp and Man Ray back in the beginning of the uh, 20th, uh, 19th century. She was outrageous. The grandmother of Dada did really aggressive clowning, really brought this kind of art form um, out onto the streets. And, and she was, I mean, uh, to be honest, if she was around today, she'd be, she'd be out there, radical. Mm. Um, turned up with an artist wearing a bra with tomato cans on on uh, on on over her over her breasts. You have to say that this time. Of day. 
yeah. but, it was, but it was but it was in response to the, the bra had just been introduced yeah so it, it was it was in uh yeah in response to this new change women coming out of corsets and wearing something different mm. and so it was all about kind of making a commentary on it in a kind of really playful way if we did that now if we were doing that you know i have done that i've done that put it on top of a basque and said like penny penny for the clown <laughs> sort of, a different sort of message but um and then so i did the ma and, and, and i found out about this uh, wonderful clown and then i went on to do the phd uh, and it was called practice as research so you're 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 practicing the clowning you're researching the clowning you're training as well as writing about it in mm -hmm. in dialogue with lots of kind of feminist clown theories performance theories language theories all these kind of uh, academic and then and then and then i finished and then i finished i, I was a clown by the end you know, it take, it's like any career isn't it anything you do like playing a piano you have to keep practicing it and mm -hmm. doing it and then you feel you can do it without really thinking about it anymore. So, yeah. um, and I was teaching clowning at university, and that time coincided with going to the business women, going asking business women in the uh, in meetings, would you like to come and learn our humour and <clears throat> clowning can help you in your business, can help you uh, in your professional and your personal lives. And women were going, yes, please, um, and they came to the classes. And, you know, you see that opening up. In fact, there was, the, you know, it's, it's quite emotional, actually, when you ask people to play and they haven't played for 40 years. Mm. Because they, you know, they've, they've been, oh, that's what children do. That's what, and, but when you start to play and you start to interact with other people, it's quite transformative. And you start to create humour and laughter and you find who you, who you used to be, maybe, or who you would like to be. It's really kind of, um, it's quite life-changing. Yeah. Um, because people then realize I've been policing myself. I've been keeping this yeah. of res maybe respectability, business like. But when you start to say to them, you can actually be a little bit more playful in your life, in your business, then it's almost giving it's giving people permission. Yeah, it's that stereotypical business person, isn't it? Everybody falls into that, but you don't need to be like that. No, there's a book come out it's called um something like um humor seriously and i've been talking about this for years i they just wrote the book before me but good for them because all the things that they were saying why humor is so important such an important tool in business you know being serious in in love because one of the the the, the most uh, popular traits in human beings is the gsoh the good sense of humor humor because we don't necessarily want to be with someone who's an MDSB, mm. a miserable, desperate, sad basket. <laughs> and you cleaned that up, didn't you? That idea that, and I think actually the business world's getting this actually. And mm. um, now we've moved into the world of being in on the blankety blank screen, blankety blank, blankety blank, boom, boom, boom. You know, where everybody's, you know. Um, wants to have, be seen and heard. And some people don't actually, do they? Some people don't want to be seen and heard. They want to switch off their video camera. They want to mute themselves because it's scary. Mm. Oh my God, I can see myself, that's scary. And I kind of help people tease them out of that, that actually it's okay to be seen and heard. In fact, it's important to be seen and heard. Yeah, exactly. Fact, it's important that you know, you're just as important as everybody else and you have something to say. Mm. So these days I'm all about, helping people to express themselves tell your stories 
tell your opinions, you know, I mean, I did this exercise in the class, I'm running a course at the moment, we finish next week, and then I start again, 23rd of February, and it was about literally getting people to talk about something in the room that they're in, because like, you know, you're sitting in front of your bookcase, my, my anyway, bookcase is down here on the left, um, and and that now is our space, isn't it? That's where we are seen. So I was getting the performers that, that to actually just talk about this stage that they're in. And they were just so flipping funny. I thought, wow, this is just unbelievable. But getting people to feel comfortable that they don't necessarily need to put <laughs> the screen behind them. I'm in space. <laughs> I am. But I kind of like that, you know. I think if you're in space, do something with that. I thought I'd just zoom into this meeting <laughs> or, or I'm out in the jungle. It's a jungle out here. I mean, do something because yeah. it will get people laughing or get people connecting. It will get people wanting to be with you, hang out with you. So, yeah. I, I totally get where you're coming from because um, as I said before we started recording, I spent 25 years in entertainment and, and part of that was actually a, a stand-up period. I did a lot of comedy stand-up. I went started as a pianist and then got fed up of sitting behind a piano. So then I incorporated a bit of comedy, incorporated a bit of singing. And uh, I'll never forget, there was one, one event I did, and I was booked to do this event. I went as a singer. And when I got there, they said, oh, they said, um, your first spot is, is an hour of singing, and your second spot is in the other room, which we call the pub. It was like a pub atmosphere room, uh, as an hour stand-up. And um, I think I only told about three or four jokes. So... Um, not being, not what well, I said, yeah, fine. Not being to be outdone. I phoned a friend of mine who was a comedian and I'd seen him so many times. So I, I knew the jokes that he did. And I said, listen, mate, I said, can you just give me some bullet points for the jokes that you do? I need to fill an hour here. And he, and he just rattled off a load of ideas from me that I'd heard him do. So they triggered in my mind again. And I did it. I stood up for that hour and I did a whole hour and, and people laughed from start to finish. And that stuck with me. It was such a great feeling. And I now think thinking about it now talking to you i bring this into the zoom events that i do because when i'm hosting i'm always looking around at the screens when other people are talking to see what's going on to see if i can pick up on something that i can bring into it that's humorous we read the room don't we we read the room we're not passive i mean i might talk to camera but i'm actually looking at everybody and i'm seeing you know, watching something for me on their mobile down there and i can tell if they're watching or if they're writing to them <laughs> writing that letter that they should have done yesterday yeah. And and uh, but and I think that's why you know to involve people to have a bit of uh, and I don't, I try not to put I, well I try not to I don't put people down I involve them mm. I think I think there's a lot of um, and you know we want to big I have to have big people up in a way rather than you know <laughs> take the Mickey I do actually do occasionally yeah <laughs> but you're absolutely right yeah. there's, there's the, the 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 ability to read the room to notice things and to notice those little incongruous things, isn't it? And you go, yes. And also to do the callback, to listen to what somebody else has said mm. and bring it into your own and make it into something new. Exactly. And I love bringing in things like that, that you will say that are quite subtle, that's, that some people will get and some people will think about for a little bit. Um, there was one, one once, I remember doing a gig once, and there was a lady came past and it was, <laughs> it was blatant. She had, a wig on because it was the worst wig you've ever seen it just didn't stay on right it was a different it was a different shape every time she moved and everything and she went to the bar she came walking past me with two points and I literally said cool look at the head on that <laughs> me in the wig and half the room were falling about and the other half didn't get it and, and that's the sort of comedy I love 
<laughs> it also has other potential, hasn't it? <laughs> oh, comic. Yeah, it's lovely. It is about, and I think one of the one of the things I when I'm teaching is getting people to be far more observation observant, noticing the detail, noticing and listening out for things that say. And I always say to people, take a notebook with you, or write it in your mobile, or do a quick voice recording because you think, oh, that's good material. And then in the morning after a night's sleep, you won't remember a damn thing. Well, I can't unless you've got a fantastic memory. But write the stuff down. You might never use it again, but it could be in in a meeting. It just like chimes with what's happening in that meeting. It, you know, it's just about having a whole book. And I think someone wrote, oh, eighty percent of it, eighty percent you'll never use, but twenty percent, yeah, twenty percent. And it's that's, I mean, the, the professionals. You you know, you've you've been there. The, the professionals are generally, you know, nearly all professionals. I would say died. I've read a book on this. I'm mm. called to get it off the shelf. It, you die. You have to die. I died on BBC Two Culture Show. Yay! <laughs> Funny story behind it. But um, I thought, yeah, you're going to die publicly, Maggie. Well done. Mm. Um, but, <laughs> but we die, and and even the professionals die, even though they've done, even been doing it for years. Because if that audience isn't the mood, or the material's not quite right, or the timing's mm. slightly off, or wrong time of day, it's 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 a tricky old business mm. but and i said i mean when i was starting out on this oh, about in 2004 I went to this meeting in london and i think arthur smith was there and some other comedians and i said well at the time there's about i got the from the figure now it's like four percent of the people women on stage so women on stage at the edinburgh festival it was about four percent women it's either four or 14, sorry, but it's still a low number, isn't it? Mm. I mean, that's changed radically. And I said to, I think I said, I think I said, I said to them, why is it that there's more men doing it rather than women? And the comedian said, well, when, when, when women get up, it doesn't go very well. They say, oh, I'm not very good at this. Mm. When, when men get up and do it very well, they go like, crap audience. <laughs> and I'm always saying like, you know, it might not work. Yeah, you know, all the best comedy has been edited. We know this. Sometimes it works first time, and sometimes it doesn't. And yeah. you, you, know, you need to edit it. You need to say too much. Get getting less is less comedy. Wit is a common oh, clown moment here. Quote: Brevity <laughs> is the soul of wit. Thank you very much. Thank you. So, thank you. Got someone uh, in the wings there. <laughs> that's the ladder men. Um, <laughs> waiting uh they're getting all wrong up hey sorry um yeah and and then and then another and another and another uh another comedian said you have to do it a hundred times it means random number isn't it it's a good number mm. hundred times in order to get to the point to say like i don't care I'm, I'm all right with myself i know who i am i know this persona is so it's that practice isn't it like anything you know uh, you piano player you didn't sit at the piano and play rap Malinos piano concerto first thing off you probably did your scales and what's that little tune that everybody plays chopsticks chopsticks yeah and then you get better and better and then you can play and sing and it's just fantastic isn't it and it's the same with comedy you've got you've got to practice it absolutely well that's the these comedians that go on the big tours they always do these um warm-up shows don't they in little venues to try out their material and if it if it's not working then they get rid of it and, and the people that go on the big tours they don't see that part no i always say that's got legs that's got legs or i go like, oh, we need to edit that put put this in to change that 
you change the punchline. Stop there. Stop. Stop. Don't you? <laughs> That's your punchline. Yeah. <laughs> so it's about. I guess I'm a choreographer of comedy. Mm, love about, that. Mm. And then, and then you want them to be able to do it without me. That's the you know. I mean, do myself out for job. But you. But there's people come back to me and say, "Got this set. Can you just help me?" just up a little bit so it's about sometimes it's about especially on this this forum this is a difficult this is a new genre of comedy doing mm. it together. a woman came lovely woman came to my comedy class she'd been coming live into the ones in a in a room and she came she says actually i was a, I was a bit skeptical about doing it like this she said, but i have to say it's absolutely fantastic and this is about giving people uh, teaching people how to use this these screens, that camera, looking at, I'm trying to spot your books in the background, but my glasses aren't powerful enough. But, <laughs> you know, to make something, to, to do the comedy in this way, yep. sometimes you don't even see your audience and then you really have to work out how much time do I have to give them to absorb what I've just said? Do I need to do a facial? Do I take a drink of water? Do I do it? Do, what do I do? So the crafting of it is different. Yeah. Absolutely. It's quite fascinating. All my comedy books are on the other shelf, by the way. There's there's Peter Kay, Lee Evans, Billy, Billy Connolly, Roy Chubby Brown. There's a diverse range of it. But one person that never does, I'm quite interested to see, never does warm-ups was Billy Connolly. He used to just go on stage and do it. Genius, isn't he? Oh. Absolute genius is Billy Connolly. What a funny man. Absolutely. Um, but a storyteller, wasn't he? And all yeah. the, the, the stories about his life and the hardships and the difficulties. And, you know, and, and I say to people, you know, take the tragedy and flip it. Yeah. So, you, know, and there's, you know, time plus tragedy equals comedy, but it does. Yeah. It's yeah. not, I don't teach people to do what I call, you know, your 19th kind of 70s joke structures I tell people I teach people to how to take some material an observation something out to me the other day have you ever noticed you know you know like express from the heart and put in the comedy put in and laugh at it whatever it is you know sometimes it's black comedy sometimes it's gallows humor sometimes it's a bit silly absurd ridiculous I've been I've gotten clowning this time I you know clowning on screen I'm running a clowning course clowning i think i might make it a week i'm not sure if people want to come every day 12 to 12 to 1 30 every day for a week with me do mm, something over your lunch break but they probably want to be away from the screen and actually have a nice meal so maybe maybe i should do it over a period but yeah um clowning on screen it absolutely hilarious i don't think i've ever <laughs> so exhilarating <laughs> one guy doing you know the john cleese walk his leg really long long very long limbs yeah just his legs going across the screen i was thinking like oh, i love that so could you do that again so can you get to the side of it and turn around you know, like, like, of course you had to be there but it was it's just comedy gold it's fantastic absolutely and what about that body of ours isn't it what does that body do what does it want to do who are we how do you want you know to, are we a quiet poet with witty and deep thinking or we were kind of loud and brash or we were a bit naughty or very physical some <laughs> people just fall falling off the screen you know it's one guy he's one guy's going that's all i've got that's my set now fine he's like, oh. disappears <laughs> 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 but it's lovely isn't it because it's incongruous it's kind of silly and yeah, yeah exactly yeah. i yeah. wish people listening to this could see you 
come to my course and you can do it. Honestly, oh. we have such a ball. I, my next course is booking up really nicely, but still, there's still spaces. Brilliant. Tell everybody about it and tell everybody how they can get in touch with you to okay. inject a bit of comedy into their business story. Yeah. Um, come and come and find your comedy voice, who who you are. I mean, not just you, who you are with your family and your friends, but who you want to be in front of people you don't know. How you can do business on stage or on screen here, folks, and build up that comedy confidence, uh, build up that weight. Um, I'm running a course from February the 23rd, it's a Tuesday night, goes right up to the 30th of March. It's a couple of hours on an evening. Find me on Eventbrite, Maggie Irving, Eventbrite. Um, and then I'm looking to do a clowning slash comedy course, which is, uh, you know, not just our verbal humour, our physical humour as well. And really kind of getting out yourself, letting yourself play more, be more ridiculous, mm. but always, always with some serious intent. Why would you want to be a clown? Why would you want to be more creative, silly? because it's gonna allow you to kind of look at problems in a slightly more lateral way about, uh, and, and come up with ridiculous out of this world answers, but one of them might be the right answer. Yeah. And that is it, isn't it? So we box ourselves in we say, no, 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 I'm scared, I don't wanna do that, it's safe here. And I say, I encourage people say yes, step outside the box because there's, a whole fun and funny world out there yeah and you know we've only got today who'd have thought that 2020 would have been a, oh you're all going to be masked up in 2020 washing your hands and <laughs> every day three times a day you're going to be doing this i know it and you'll be going like what what <laughs> it's been one of those you know people walking and running every day walking and running yeah. <laughs> i wonder how many times people have sang happy birthday in the last 11 months <laughs> It, but it's also the dark side, you know, dark side. And I reckon all those those nurses those, and doctors and all the people, you know, that they'll be getting home and hopefully trying to find some cathartic humour in, you know, that in the difficulties. And, and it is, you know, the nurses, doctors, soldiers, all the fire, pe fire uh, personnel, they do find humour, don't they? Dark humour, because it keeps them going. It's a release and a relief, Freud. And it, we need it. Absolutely. And uh, and I just leave it on a little image here as I say so something, you know, I'm, I'm a quite a positive person, but I'm not always. And sometimes I get, you know, as a comedian, if you've had that, I've had the joy in the high of everybody laughing and loving you, you're going to go down, aren't you? You're going to, your mood's going to drop. And I think I say this to anybody, if you've had some joy and your mood drops, you have to have a toolbox and watch something funny, you'll go to, I'm a bit of a go-to Victoria Ward or Joan Rivers, Billy mm -hmm. Connolly, um, watch something funny. And I was in the shower about a couple of weeks ago and I felt really low and I thought, oh my God, I feel low. And so I thought, you need to laugh. So I was, <laughs> I was in the shower, butt naked, I was going like, ah, 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 wash it. <laughs> That's some, I don't know what the hell my son was thinking in the room next door. Honestly, what's happened to mother? But I, and then I started laughing. Normally, I thought this is ridiculous, and then my mood went. Poof. Yeah. Wow, what a transformation! It's all those feel-good endorphins that come rushing into my body. And even if you don't want to get ridiculous like that, you know, mm. sit on sit on the loo and laugh because all the crap will come pouring out. 
in more ways than one. You'll feel better. <laughs> what a way to finish the podcast. Oh, yeah, that's going in. Perfect. <laughs> I could talk to you all day, but there's, I've had enough of your time. You've been absolutely sensational. I've so enjoyed this. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to let you go now and wait for your ladders. Thank you for listening to the Business Networking Show, brought to you by Your Partnerships. Check out all our upcoming networking events at yourpartnerships.co.uk.